Now, a warning, children need specific disaster recovery services and you can't just leave their well-being to chance. That from Children's Advocacy and Aid Group, UNICEF Australia. Thousands of young Australian children need intensive mental health support after catastrophic flooding in parts of New South Wales and Queensland in February and March of last year. 22 people died and like here, the severity and speed of the weather event meant many people were caught with little time to evacuate, leading to rooftop rescues. Nicole Breeze from UNICEF Australia has been part of a joint project assessing the needs of children caught up in the floods. What we know is that um, when emergency events happen, it's so important that children get the right support at the right time. Um, Here in Australia, unfortunately, we've been experiencing a rolling set of uh, events, uh, you know, from bushfires through to floods, uh, back-ended by drought and COVID, of course. Um, What can happen is uh, children's needs can be overlooked. And what we know from our research and our work is that there are really significant impacts that, that kids are encountering. Tell us about those. I mean, how does the distress manifest itself in in young people? What the research and experience shows is that with children, sometimes these impacts can stay stay hidden for quite a period of time. Um, So the view will often be the kids are doing fine. Um, You know, they're they're robust, they're resilient. Um, The adults around them are the ones sort of front-facing all of the stress, all of the issues and um, all of the challenges. And an assumption can be made that kids are fine. And and as I said, the research shows that sometimes the impacts stay hidden for a year, uh, two years or or even longer. Um, And we We've recently, um, five months after the floods um, on the southeast coast of Australia, uh, our teams conducted a, a needs assessment um, and it was really telling in terms of what some of these key challenges are. Yeah, so you interviewed educators um, and teachers and what did they say they were seeing in the children? Yeah, so I think the first thing to note, it's really important that every child, every family and every community is different. So the needs are unique. Um, But you're right, across uh, 20 communities affected by these events, uh, we did interview these key informants and we can cluster our findings into about six key groups uh, to help understand how kids are affected in these situations. So um, these range from the most obvious impacts um, like disruption to education um, in situations where schools are closed for prolonged periods of time. Um, What the educators and the informants were also reporting um, was increased absenteeism um, by kids. And this is five months after the event that we um, conducted this study. So as families were still in a state of flux, um, there were really significant um, reports of absenteeism by children in all cohorts. So one group of of impacts is under that um, uh, education piece. But there's impacts that also continue through to um, the impact of children losing their recreation and play spaces. Um, Also, um, the physical environment, in our case, uh, you know, kids being exposed to mould and other sorts of uh, natural hazards to health. Um, But probably the most significant cluster of impacts that our study revealed um, is is to children's health and uh, mental health um, and well-being. Yeah, and in terms of mental health and well-being, I read that absences go up when it rains Mm -hmm. and that there are signs of distress in the kids. 
That, that's correct, yeah. So I, I think um, it's, it's really the, the anxiety levels that peak and, and that's what our um, interviewees were really telling us, a clear pattern of heightened anxiety um, evidenced amongst children five months after these events. As you say, when it rains, um, children really exhibiting um, high signs of anxiety. And we heard the same actually post the bushfires here in Australia as well, um, when, a, when a fire truck passed a school area, heightened um, anxiety. But also um, under this category, um, you know, children exhibiting signs of grief and loss. Um, you know, these are children, some of whom have lost their family home, but also children hold really strong relationships to their animals and many of whom lost pets. Um, they lost their favourite toys and their belongings in these events. So children, children still sitting with that, um, as well as preschool educators describing to us um, some regression in skills um, in the two to four-year-old group. So, you know, for example, children who had previously been able to use the toilet um, without a, a parent's assistance were showing some signs of regression um, in previously acquired skills. And for older children aged 5 to 12, um, lots of reports, sadly, of sleep disturbances, nightmares um, and other signs of, of stress. So really, really significant impacts um, for, for children reported through our study. So when we look at our situation here in New Zealand, I, it's not dissimilar to the situation that you experienced with the floods. So what would you say to people, um, organisations, we have a cyclone relief committee, when they're considering what they should be doing for, for communities and talking about infrastructure and rebuilding, what should they be thinking about the children? Um, the most critical thing that I would say is we need to think about children and their unique and distinct needs. Sometimes we make the mistake to think that children are just the same as small adults um, and that when we plan policy, when we plan investment, if we plan for adults, um, this will work for children. But we know that that's not the case. And, and here in Australia, nobody does this intentionally, um, but sometimes children's needs are overlooked. So what we're saying to our own authorities, and it may be relevant um, across there, is that we actually need child-sensitive um, disaster preparedness response and recovery plans. We can't leave this to chance. Um, we need to make sure that our systems get stronger and that children's needs um, are dealt with uh, from day one in terms of the analysis and the response. And that was Nicole Breeze from UNICEF Australia, and they were part of that project to assess the needs of children caught up in the floods last year.